0: Well, thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're talking about some healthy ways to juggle the multiple roles most of us fill in life. You'll find more information and links to some great resources in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 444. This episode is brought to you by Calm. I don't know about you, but some mornings I just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Or maybe you sometimes have a long day at work and there's still more to do. Or maybe you've just been feeling like you can't catch a break. We never know what type of day we'll have, but I really believe that Calm can help us handle every day. And that's why I'm so glad to be partnering this year with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to help give you the tools that can improve the way you feel. Calm helps you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. Their guided meditations, their sleep stories, relaxing music tracks, and daily movement sessions are all designed to give you the tools that can improve the way you feel and therefore improve your productivity. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm, and I am one of them. Even if you've never meditated before, you can get the support you need to reduce stress, improve focus, and uplift your mood. And if you go to calm.com TPW, you can take advantage of a special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. That's the one I use, and I love it because new content is added every week. So you can relax because Calm's got what you need for a happier and healthier you. As you know, if you've listened for a while, one of my favorite things about the Calm app is the sleep stories, probably because I often have trouble falling asleep or falling back to sleep when I wake in the middle of the night. But the app also offers other mindfulness tools. For instance, when I first open the app, it features several options to help you start the day off right. They have what they call the daily calm, which is about a 10 minute guided meditation that focuses on a different topic each day. Today, the focus is on restlessness. Another option right there at the, the top of the app is the daily trip, which they describe as a daily meditation adventure for everyone. Today's is only 11 minutes and as part of this sort of guided meditation asks the question, what is acceptance? And then they also offer the daily move, which is a daily stretching practice that combines mindfulness with getting your body moving. Today's is only six minutes, but it's a great way to start out the day. Any of these, the the daily calm, the daily trip or the daily move can fit into nearly anyone's schedule and give you a few minutes of mindfulness that can really make a difference in your day. And as I said, for listeners of The Productive Woman, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off the Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tpw. That's c-a-l-m.com slash tpw for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. I encourage you to go there to calm.com slash TPW and try it out. And let me know what you think. I'd love to know whether you get as much benefit out of it as I do. All right, let's get into today's topic. We're going to be diving into a topic that's kind of close to the heart of many women, and that is how we can juggle work and family and self-care without sacrificing productivity or well-being. We're going to discuss some tips and strategies for achieving this kind of delicate balance. So I encourage you to uh, listen and let me know what you think. So to begin with, I think we need to define what we, we mean by balance. What it doesn't mean is equal amounts of time for all areas of your life or even you know the perfect amount of time for each area. When we talk about balance in terms of our life, I think we can get hung up on that word and you know think of scales balancing equally, and it's not gonna be that. I don't think that's possible with all that we do and commit ourselves to in 21st century life, the, the idea of everything being equally balanced, it's just I don't think it's realistic. So when we talk about balance in terms of our life, we mean finding a way to fulfill our various roles and responsibilities while maintaining our emotional, mental, and physical health. It's about being able to juggle work and family and self-care, all the things that we do in life without constantly feeling overwhelmed or stressed. Now, As a starting point for this, I think using the basic productivity tools and principles that we talk about all the time on this podcast can help. Being intentional about how we use our time, organizing our days and our space both at home and at work, and cultivating habits and routines that help us to be as efficient as possible all these things can help us make time for what matters most in every area of our lives. And you can look back through, you know, the 400 and some previous episodes to find where we've talked about each of those things, and we will continue to talk about them. And I think that's a foundation for finding a sustainable and workable balance of all these various roles in our life. It's just doing the things we know to do to make the very best possible use of our time. But in addition to that, so that's, if, if that's the foundation, then there are other things we can do. And I did some research on this topic about some specific ways that we can promote balance among those various areas of our life. And so as I did some reading on this idea of achieving balance, I found that many of the thinkers in this area, many of the things that I read pointed out that one of the most important aspects of achieving a sustainable and workable balance is setting boundaries. And I kind of thought that was interesting since we just talked about boundaries a couple of weeks ago in episode 442, and I'll put a link to that if you haven't listened to that. You know, I found some good information that I, f- I felt was helpful that you might want to look at. What the materials I read in preparing for this episode all agreed on is that it is essential to establish clear boundaries between work and personal life to prevent one from taking over the other. So when we're trying to talk about juggling work and family and, and self-care, taking care of ourselves, taking care of the people we care about, and taking care of our work responsibilities, it's simply important to achieve that balance and and to set boundaries in order to do that. And so in addition to some of the things we talked about back in Episode 442 about boundaries, here are a few quick tips about that concept, about setting boundaries between work and home life. Uh, The first thing that pretty much every article I read talked about was setting work hours, establishing a schedule that allows you to focus on work during specific hours and dedicating time to family and self-care outside of those hours. That all by itself can be a challenge and maybe we'll talk more about that in a future episode because you know that could be a whole episode at least all on its own but the concept is to set set some boundaries some guardrails around this is work time and this is a uh, you know, family and self-care time. Again, it's not going to be perfect because sometimes we've got to take care of family responsibilities during work hours. And that may mean that we're going to have to do some work during, you know, the off work hours. And like I said, we'll talk about that more in a future episode. But all of the materials I read recommended that we do the best we can to set those boundaries around work uh, and leave... The off work time for taking care of the personal things. Uh, a second recommendation from pretty much all of these articles was to create a dedicated workspace. And this was specifically addressing if you're working from home. If you're doing that, having a designated workspace can help keep work related stress from spilling into your personal life. A lot of us experienced this during the COVID kind of lockdown time when we were all social distancing and so many people were working from home. Having a space, if possible, a room that is set aside for your work could make such a huge difference so that you didn't feel like you were just at work all the time. And I'm fortunate that in my home, I'm able to have an office where I can do my work and I can close the doors when the end of the workday comes. If you can do that, that's really important. And the third recommendation that a lot of these resources talked about was to communicate your boundaries. And we talked about this on episode 442. If people don't know what your boundaries are, they can't respect them, right? And so as part of this, job or this task of creating a workable balance, make sure that your work colleagues and your family members are aware of your boundaries so they can respect them. One writer that I read uh, reminded us of the importance of saying no and avoiding overcommitting ourselves. That's part of you know, one of the boundaries that's necessary for creating a workable balance in our life. She noted, an important act of self-care is standing up for your energy and time when other people are asking too much of you. This means listening to your inner voice, putting your needs first, and being firm in your decision to say no. And this is true, certainly with respect to work, although sometimes hard to do there, right? Because when a boss wants something, they want something, and it depends on what your workplace is like and what the environment is there. Um, but it's also true in respect to our other, the other areas of our life. And so communicating with our family, with our friends, uh, with the other people in our life, with the uh, organizations that we're a part of, we, we don't always have to say yes, we don't have to be the person who, you know, they come to for everything and, Again, that's another whole topic that we can get into. Uh, We've done some episodes in the past about how to say no gracefully to protect our time and our energy for the things that matter most to us. And then a fourth uh, area that a lot of these resources talked about in terms of setting boundaries for work is to focus your attention and to the extent you can, your time, on the parts of your job that are most meaningful to you. One article mentioned a study of medical faculty physicians and noted that, uh, and I'm quoting here, this study found that those who spend less than 20% of their time on what they considered to be the most meaningful aspect of their work were the most likely to experience burnout. And this article recommended that we try to reconnect with the parts of our job that brings us joy. Uh, The writer said, if you spend most of your time on tasks that are not personally meaningful, meet with your boss or other colleagues to discuss ways to reconfigure your roles. Get better at saying no to focus on aspects of your job or your life to which you'd like to devote your time now we understand that we can't always get be successful in this uh, because other people have control over what we do and and how we spend our time and our energy at work we answer to our boss to our clients to whoever it might be but to the extent we can i think there's value in thinking about this what is what are the most rewarding and meaningful aspects of your job And what can you do to make sure that you're spending more of your time on those aspects? That will help create that sense of satisfaction that makes it feel a little more balanced. And this whole thing can apply to home and family as well. Think about what are the parts of your home life that you find most fulfilling and most enjoyable and most meaningful I'd venture to guess, for instance, is probably not cleaning toilets and scrubbing floors. Those things have to be done, of course, but they're not necessarily terribly uh, fulfilling and and enjoyable. And so maybe if you are trying to find ways to achieve a better balance between work and home and family and self-care, maybe to the extent you have resources to do so, consider outsourcing some of those less fulfilling tasks, like the cleaning the bathrooms or scrubbing floors or you know carpooling or something like that. F- figure out what is the least fulfilling parts and figure out whether you have resources you could allocate to outsource those for other people to do those things so you can use your time and energy and attention for what matters most to you at home and, and everywhere else. So those are some thoughts on the importance of and ways to think about setting boundaries. Again, there's more on that concept in episode 442 if you want to check that out. In addition, as we're thinking about ways to create a workable and sustainable balance, an appropriate balance between the various areas of your life, everybody I read recommended that we prioritize self-care. Self-care is crucial for maintaining balance in our lives. Often those among us who give the most of themselves to others, and I think of moms, I think of, you know, women in general tend to think about those things and give of ourselves to other people to the point that we will neglect our own well-being. But the truth is, We cannot give our best to others, to the world around us, if we are not well ourselves. And and when I speak of wellness, I'm thinking of physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness. And so a sustainable life balance is going to include time for taking care of ourselves uh, other people aren't necessarily going to do that for us, and they're not necessarily going to give us permission to to do those things. That's on us. We're responsible for that. Um, Catherine Beard in on the a post on the Blissful Mind blog has this to say about self care. She says, "I'm a big believer that self care is about the practices, habits, behaviors, and mindset you have around your well being." It doesn't necessarily mean indulging in luxurious things, although she says that's good in moderation, but she says, it's about creating a lifestyle that helps you keep your stress to a minimum. So thinking about things that can manage the stress that we all experience in our lives in in the 21st century, uh, finding ways to minimize the stress itself and the effects that that stress have on our body and our mind. Uh, in the article, she quotes uh, Brianna Wiest, who I've read this quote before and really liked it. Uh, Brianna has said, true self-care is not salt baths and chocolate cake. It is making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. And I really like that. That's what taking care of ourselves is, is being thoughtful and purposeful and intentional about creating a life and that balance between the various elements of our life that we don't need to escape from, that we don't need to get away from. And I love that. And I think that's a great kind of guidepost to keep our thinking on track. So some self-care tips that uh, I read consistently in the materials I was looking at as I prepared for this episode were first of all, scheduling regular me time, that is allocating time on purpose for activities you enjoy or things that help you recharge, like reading, exercising, meditating, maybe getting out into nature, working in your garden, things that you enjoy that feed you and energize you, whatever those might be. We have to schedule that on purpose. It's not going to just happen. Uh, second of all, establish a healthy routine. We've got to take care of our bodies and therefore our minds um, by prioritizing sleep, exercise, and proper nutrition to maintain our physical and mental well being. Again, I think we have to put these things on our calendar on purpose, schedule in the time. And it may not be the same time every week. I think about. Uh, some of the things that Laura Vanderkam says in uh, Tranquility by Tuesday, that, you know, three times a week is a habit. And that that counts. And and it might not be the same day and time every week. Maybe we start by, you know, on Sunday evening or Monday morning, we look at the week ahead and think, all right, where am I going to spend some me time? Where am I going to Oh, say you enjoy doing arts and crafts. When am I going to make time this week to do that? When am I going to make time to move my body? How am I going to make sure I get enough sleep? And those sorts of things. We have to be intentional about those things because those are the things that get dropped off our schedule first for most of us when we're busy taking care of all our other responsibilities. And so... Establishing that healthy routine is so important. Uh, Our bodies and our minds and our our spirits need to be strong and healthy to manage all the things that we have on our plate. And when we're talking about establishing that healthy routine, I think this includes self-care while at work. For instance, making time during your workday for nutritious meals and snacks and eating them away from our desk or our workspace, if at all possible. And again, I think we're going to have to be intentional about this. Uh, It's really easy to think I'm just going to keep plugging away at work and get this stuff done and not take the time away to get up and walk away from the desk and eat something healthy. By making time on purpose to do this, it combines actually two beneficial self-care tasks, fuel for our body, and moving our body. If you tend to forget, as I sometimes do, even though I work here at home, you know, a few feet from my kitchen, uh, I can tend to just keep working, trying to get things done and forget to, to stop and take a lunch break. So if you're like that and you tend to do that, maybe set an alarm on your computer or on your phone to remind you to get up, walk away, Um, Grab your lunch and go sit outside if you can or just somewhere else in the building and have those snacks and your lunch and those sorts of things away from your workspace. Several sources to this point of self-care urge us to limit media consumption and screen time. Not only do these things use up a surprising amount of our time that we could use for other more productive and more fulfilling activities, such as maybe time with our spouse or our kids or our friends, getting outside to move our bodies, doing, you know, an art project that we enjoy or something like that. But in addition to that, there are plenty of studies that show negative impacts from media media. And screen time on our mental and emotional health. So limiting the time we spend watching the news, which is almost always bad, uh, limiting our screen time, limiting our social media time for sure can make a big difference both in the amount of time we have available for other, you know, more productive uses, but also our physical, mental, and emotional health. So you know, how about maybe once, once a week having a family game night with all the phones turned off or just a soak in the tub with a good book instead of an evening of watching reality TV. Consider those better uses that we can make of, of our time. Uh, the third thing that a lot of these resources recommended is to practice mindfulness, Incorporating mindfulness techniques such as deep breathing or meditation can help us manage stress and stay present and enjoy all the various aspects of our life uh, much more. One article I read, the the Maryland University of Integrative Health in an article that was published earlier this year called Tending Ourselves, Self-Care Strategies for Sustainable Work-Life Balance. And this will be linked in the show notes for this episode. In that article, they note, a regular mindfulness practice is an effective and inexpensive way to combat burnout. And the article cites studies showing the benefits of meditation And when we're talking here about meditation, I'm not talking about a religious practice. I'm talking about a practice of sitting quietly with our thoughts for a few minutes each day. That's all we're talking about. For me, I do better with guided meditations than just sitting quietly by myself, but Either way, it's not a religious practice, it's a a quietness, mindfulness, being present in the moment and quiet. And we don't have much of that in our world today. In this article, they go on to acknowledge that finding time to learn and practice meditation can be challenging. We all know that. They recommend finding a local in-person class or teacher to get you started, but uh, they also say that guided meditation apps are great options for those who are not able to access in-person classes. So whether it's Calm, which I recommend and use, or another guided meditation app or podcast, Uh, These are great ways to help you integrate this practice of mindfulness into your day. And the Blissful Mind blog post that I mentioned earlier offers a number of other really good ideas to practice self-care, and I will have that link in the show notes, so I encourage you to check that out. So we've talked about setting boundaries, uh, prioritizing self-care, The next area that can be helpful in creating a sustainable and workable balance among the various areas of your life is to seek out flexible work arrangements. These can help us to balance work, family, and self-care. And these can include things like remote work um, because that can provide some flexibility in your schedule and it certainly can eliminate commuting time you know it's been a, a game changer for me in my life because for many years i commuted an hour or more each way every day and uh, to to get to my office in downtown dallas and changing to working from home has bought me back at least 2 hours a day that i can use for other things so if that's a possibility for you, and a lot of us experience that, again, people who had never thought of working remotely uh, and companies who had never thought of allowing it learned that during the COVID, the, the, the height of the COVID pandemic, that remote work can be a huge benefit to everybody involved. Another option would be to look at flex time, adjusting your, Work hours to accommodate personal or family needs that can really help you strike that better balance. And some companies are open to that. I think more these days than in years past. So, if that's something that might be helpful to you, talk to your, um, you know, to your supervisor, to your HR department to see if that's uh, a possibility. And another option is job sharing or part-time work. These can reduce work hours while still allowing you to maintain your career. Many companies do have options and alternate work arrangements that you can look into that can help you with creating a better balance if that's something that would work for you. And finally, building a support system, multiple resources that I looked at as I was kind of educating myself about this concept of ways to build a better work-life balance. I think pretty much every article I read talked about this, that building a support system for any of us is crucial for maintaining balance and emotional well-being. Isolation has been shown to contribute to rising rates of depression. This was seen especially during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, but it continues to be true. And as Brene Brown has said, we are social beings. We are, as she says, wired for connection. And those connections are important to our mental health. And so some ideas for creating a support network as you work on uh, creating that sustainable, workable balance for your life, uh, starts with connecting with other working women, uh, whatever your work may be. And whether you are working out in the world or from your home, joining networking groups, professional associations, or online communities to connect with other women facing similar challenges. If you you know, if your work is raising a family and maintaining a home, there are community groups or other women who are in a similar stage of life and connecting with them can make a huge difference. Finding other women to connect with, no matter what your work is, and share mutual support and encouragement can make a huge difference in how you feel about your life and your ability to sustain Uh, your energy and your, your commitment to the various roles that you're involved in. Second thing is to seek help from family and friends. Don't be afraid to ask for assistance with tasks or responsibilities, both at home and at work. I think we sometimes create more stress for ourselves and more work for ourselves by feeling that we must do it all that we're expected to do it all, or that needing help means that we're weak or incompetent. None of those things is true, Uh, but it's deeply ingrained in a lot of us that I should be able to do all of this, but it's not necessarily true. Ask for help, accept help when it's offered, look for those support systems Blogger Kara Heisman recently talked in a life hack post about the importance of strengthening our communication with our family in, in connection with seeking this help. She says, and I think this is so true, sharing your work life with your family and letting them know your work struggles can help them understand your perspective. If they know your work problems, they will be less demanding and more supportive of you. And on the other hand, when they feel heard, Because the communication goes both ways, they'll react better when you have to stay late at work one evening or leave the dinner table early to finish a big project. So make sure that communication flows constantly. And finally, the various experts recommend that we consider professional help. If you're struggling to find balance, consider consulting with a therapist or even a life coach for some guidance and support. Sometimes a disinterested, that is a a person who doesn't have a dog in that hunt, as we say in Texas, uh, an outside person can see things and see alternatives and see solutions that we're just too close to the situation to find. So whether it's a therapist or a life coach or a mastermind group with, with other women that can help you make connections as well as brainstorming solutions, all of these things can really help us to form a support system as we work on uh, doing all the things that we do in a way that makes sense for our lives and still maintain our, our mental and physical health. I think it's important to acknowledge that achieving and maintaining a sustainable and appropriate balance of the various important areas of our life is difficult. And we might not always feel like we're getting it right, I think all we can really do is take it a day at a time and do the best we can and give ourselves and the other people in our lives grace. Nobody is perfect. Nobody gets it right all the time. And that's okay if we're continuing to try to move forward in a consistent way. Juggling work and family and self-care can be challenging, but the work of intentionally choosing how we use our time in all these areas is essential for our our overall well-being. By setting boundaries, by prioritizing self-care, exploring flexible work arrangements, if that's appropriate, and building a support system, women can and do successfully juggle their professional and personal lives without sacrificing either productivity or well-being, And I encourage you to to consider those things and let's talk about them. How do you feel about how you're managing the roles in your life? Have you found ways to balance them in a way that works for you? I would love to hear how you do that or what areas you're struggling in. So maybe we can talk about it, those things more in future episodes. You can share your questions, your thoughts, your ideas, your challenges in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com 444. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Now, if you're a woman who listens to this podcast and you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group that's a great place to have these conversations to uh, provide each other with ideas and support and encouragement to hold each other accountable and to create that, that support system that we've talked about. So if you're not yet a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group and you'd like to be, any woman who listens to this podcast is welcome to join that group and be part of the conversation. You can find the group by searching the Productive Woman Community on Facebook, or there's a I think there's a link in the show notes that can take you there. Uh, only the members of the group can see who's in the group and what we're talking about. So if you want to join, just click on the the button there on that Facebook page to uh, ask to be invited in I guess and be sure you answer the questions Uh, there's just two or three little questions there that help me know that you really are someone who wants to be a part of the group unfortunately you know there are trolls on Facebook like anywhere else on the internet who you know want to come in for their own purposes and I'm very protective of the community because I want this to be a safe place for us to connect with each other and have honest conversations So I welcome you to join us. If you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately about this topic or anything else, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Before we wrap up, I wanted to mention, again, as I have the last couple of weeks, that I am preparing for an episode about productivity tools that help us get stuff done And I'd love your input on what tools you use for capturing, clarifying, and organizing the tasks and and information that you manage. I've received some really great ideas from women in the Productive Woman community that I'm looking forward to sharing, and I'd love to include yours as well. So remember to share your favorite tools for capturing and managing your tasks, commitments, and important information for this upcoming episode. You can do that either by emailing me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and you can send that as a typed message or just a voice recording from your phone, or click on the leave a message for me button, which you'll find on the right-hand margin of the Productive Woman website at theproductivewoman.com. There's just a little button there on the right. You click on that and it will allow you to record a voice message. And remember, if you send a voice message for this, either via email or using that button on the website, be sure to let us know at least your first name and your city, state, or country so we know where this is coming from. And finally, remember for listeners of this podcast, Calm is offering that exclusive offer of 40% off their premium subscription, which is the one that I pay for. And you can learn more about that at calm.com slash TPW. That's C-A-L-M dot slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that is helpful to you and and encourages you as you move forward in your own search for balance and, and a productive life. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.